And I still have a fetish for witches. I don't know why. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I don't look good on close-ups. You know that, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who isn't just a simple flesh-eating ghoul from our pathetic realm. It's Mark. I knew you were going to say that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> had it locked and loaded? I, I was worried Jake was going to use it as his intro quote, it's too frankly. Long. It's yeah. Too long. <laughs> you could have said um, I was young, attractive, and in love. You went with that one instead. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, boys, things are all topsy-turvy the past two weeks. You got Mark picking kind of, like, uh, weird foreign movies that are, like, underseen. You got Jake picking found footage anthology movies. This was a Jake pick in 2016's The Dark Tapes. Could have fooled uh, you. Yeah, would have fooled me straight up, like with Dog Soldiers last week. Crazy. Yeah. Either way, we're going to dive all the way into the 2016 movie, The Dark Tapes, real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And like we've been saying for the past little bit, uh, things are still bad right now, so please donate if you can to a worthy cause. Uh, we've been linking to blacklivesmatters.carrd.co is a good uh, place that's collecting resources uh, and different ways to help. And we presently are still donating all of our Patreon proceeds right now to Feeding America, so might be a good time to consider joining our Patreon and get a little, get a little perks for your troubles. But if you need a little escapism for right now, hopefully you can have some fun in horror with us for the next little bit. So for now, it's time to do the Getting Junk part. On that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. What are your beers for these fears? These fears being the dark tapes. <clears throat> is it a Schwarz and beer? It is not. Uh-huh. Uh, though, as we've said also every week for it feels like the last forever, uh, COVID's still very real. Local businesses still need your help. That's real. Local breweries are probably near the top of that list. And we have a really fitting one for any time we pull out an anthology here in Boise. Woodland Empire, they do a series of rotating IPAs that are called their mixtape series. So I had to just go and get what that one is right now. It's called Broke My Own. I'm not going to go through the hops list on it, but I'm going with the Woodland Empire <laughs> mixtape IPA this week. Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. I like it. Um, you know, I went local as well. I couldn't get my hands on uh, Woodland Empire's mixtape, though I did consider it. I instead opted to buy a sampler pack from Payette Brewing here in Boise. I got their Prospector pack, the Hophead Goldmine, which has the Rustler Blood Orange, Rustler Recoil, and Rodeo in it. So I'll be mowing down on some of those bad boys because, Look, it's an anthology movie told in four parts. This is an anthology beer box provided in four parts. Fits perfectly. Mark, how about you, my friend? I went a similar direction. I grabbed a bunch of Uinta beers, obviously keeping it local as well down here in Salt Lake City. Uh, The main one that I'm using to headline this, uh, it's really just a trio, but uh, the main one is Detour Double IPA. I forgot about this. This is a 9.5% beer, so giddy up. Um you know, I, this whole movie is kicked off with a bunch of people taking a detour through time. Um, <laughs> more on that later. Sort of. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, we're going to get into kicked that. off and <laughs> sort of through time. The the other the other one I got is uh, Doobie Imperial Black IPA. Uh, that's the, that's I thought I thought that was your lead. Uh, and that's because whoever wrote this script was smoking doobies. <laughs> oh, I thought it's because it was a black IPA, man. I mean, it a- is also a black IPA, aka but... a Cascadian dark ale. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So 
<laughs> resonating on all levels. There you go, indeed. Resonating? But hey, uh? <laughs> oh God, come on! What time dilation am I in? Boo, boo! <laughs> hey, drinking beers and watching the black tapes isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week, except for maybe for me it is. Uh, we might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. So, do either of you guys have any lost beers for fears bets to pay up on? Hell yeah, dude! Let's cue that sound effect. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, Marcus, what you got, brother? I have one that I believe all three of us have to watch eventually, actually. Ooh. Yeah. I have to watch so many. I'm so behind. Yeah, Jack oh, God. is very far behind. <laughs> I, um, there is a movie called Come to Daddy. We all Hell lost yes. We all lost Maniac, uh, and <laughs> we threw up a bunch of Elijah Wood joints uh, up there for the patrons to vote on, and they picked Come to Daddy. Uh, this one is currently available on Amazon Prime, uh, faux free, assuming you have Prime. And um, Wait, free with ads? No, it's actually still <laughs> free on Prime. It's okay. not it's a part okay. of that bullshit. More on that later. God, I may have I may have paused my subscription to Amazon Prime, so I don't know. I don't know how it works. I have <laughs> yeah. not seen anything on Prime since we had that discussion that has ads. So I'm lucky. I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> if they keep pulling this bullshit of like gradually taking shit off of free and putting it on that goofy IMDb TV channel that has that has ads, I'm absolutely not renewing my membership. Dude, you know that's happening. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm absolutely not renewing my membership. Okay, well you're treating it like it's not a foregone <laughs> hey, conclusion. Hey! Hey, let's talk about the movie. The movie comes <laughs> rather Daddy, than what video subscriptions you're gonna maintain. Jesus, uh, is about Elijah Wood going to this relatively secluded <laughs> cabin on the shore in the woods uh, to Nazi. meet his estranged father, and hilarity Nazis ensues. and stuff. Nazis and stuff. Is this this one where there neo Nazis in this trailer or something? No, I do not recall like, neo Nazis in this. Okay. That, that's the one. That's the one you watched. That's Becky. Yeah, definitely that happens at Becky. I thought it was in both. I'm oh. just conflating it with Becky, I think. Nah, this is just sort of like a what's what's wrong with this picture type of movie. It goes in here's okay. I don't want we don't want to get too spoilery, and obviously you two still have to see it, and maybe we'll discuss it at length another time. But That sounds good. This is an Elijah Wood movie in the truest sense, in the way that it is not what you're expect- expecting. It is largely horror adjacent, but I think does belong in the conversation. And it get its shtick is providing completely unnecessary details. So if you enjoy those completely unnecessary details, uh, which many of them I did, then you could totally vibe with this movie. You your mileage may vary a lot though if you get lost in the woods along the way and you think that this becomes rambling nonsense, which I also kind of thought. So <laughs> end, of the, end of the day, slightly better than average, but I don't know. It would be a tough recommend for me. Um, I am very curious to have you guys watch it, though. You two would be the type of person I would recommend this to, so I can't wait for you guys to watch it. We can extend this conversation a little further. Elijah Wood. Sounds maybe, good. Yeah. Sounds good. Exactly. Jake, how about you? What do you got? Scatman's World. I'm actually, I, I haven't made up ground. I did something that was tangential to what Mark just mentioned, though, because <laughs> on that list for Maniac, one of the Elijah Wood joints, quote unquote, was Daniel Isn't Real. It didn't get oh, any yeah. votes, uh, but I've wanted to see it for a long time, and I put it on because I saw it on Shutter. It's there right now if you want to go see it. That's the one um, with uh, Rory Culkin? One of the Culkins? No. Daniel Isn't Real stars... 
uh, Miles Robbins. The only reason I know that name is because I had to look it up. I don't think he's been in anything else, but he does a tremendous job in this movie. Yeah, and but who, then, plays, who plays the imaginary friend or whatever? Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, okay, that's Yeah, so he... I knew it was those some two. famous this movie adjacent is, person. Yeah, this movie is basically <laughs> those two, but primarily Miles Robbins or whatever his name was that I just said. Gotcha. Anyway, like you were mentioning... In certain ways, Mark, with uh, Come to Daddy, this is also an Elijah Wood movie. Now, Elijah Wood is not in this movie. He was a producer on it. It's a Spectrovision thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But this is sort of horror adjacent. I mean, it's horror, but it it's not your right down the middle fastball horror. It doesn't do things by the book, which is what they do. They seek out very interesting novel ideas and then commit to putting those on screen for you. Uh, it does that, and then it goes in some unexpected directions. So from the trailer, you'll have gathered that there's this guy. His name's Luke. Imaginary friend when he's a kid. He's now an adult. Luke's back. His name's Daniel. Or er, Daniel is back. And what is he going to do with this whole like multiple personality imaginary friend thing? And then it goes into a very bizarre place. I loved this movie. <laughs> this movie was great. <laughs> Everyone awesome. should see this shit. I, I don't like want to that. say much else because it's going to get spoilery other than that I think that this was a very, very good performance by the lead actor, especially for someone who has no other credits to his name. Wow. That and then the novelty of where it goes, for my money, it makes it an easy recommend. And if you have a shutter, like, there's no reason not to put it on tonight. Absolutely. That's Daniel isn't real. Now, Jake, I have an important question for you. Yeah. Did you try to cheat me out of my Scatman sound effect by going directly into Right Your Dealer Rocking Horror Worlds? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how dare you? I'm going to have put it in. I'm going to retroactively put it in back there. God. <laughs> and then put it again in here, so now there's two. Scatman's world. Now there's two. I'm doubling up on him. John Scatman will not be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so let's talk about rocking horror, regular rocking horror worlds. And uh, the only thing I've got to talk about this week is something we all have to talk about. I want to use this as a little plug for our Patreon. Um, Patreon. I guess. <laughs> um, if you are a Patreon member at the $10 a month level, you get access to our semi-monthly bonus cast where we talk about all sorts of shit. Sometimes we play horror drinking games. Sometimes we just talk about a different topic in the horror world that isn't like actually a movie. This week, we're doing a little like mini review that's probably going to be a lot longer than a mini review of Independence Day of like not a not a horror movie necessarily but we all watched Independence Day and we're going to be talking the fuck about that and that's horror adjacent they're scary aliens yeah i was a little concerned that it might be too close be- to horror simply because it's an aliens they come to us sub sub genre movie but uh, obviously everything else is not horror look if this is fun we'll probably do other movies like that are not horror at all like your homewards bound and your cons air um <laughs> possibly your truths lies prop probably yeah probably <laughs> either rock. way i watched independence that's day that's... we all watched independence day that movie absolutely rocks it's so fucking good it's unassailable except for it's so fucking long that's all i've got what else what do you got going on mark what else has been rocking your horror world so i've been spending the majority of my time playing the last of us part, part two i'm 30-something hours into that game, which, if you think about it, is basically like watching 60 movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am not done with it yet, so I'm not going to quite broach that topic just oh. yet. Uh, that's going to be future days. But I, I did finish uh, Metro Last Light. Okay. 
Um, which uh, is, I mean, it's a very good game. I enjoyed it very much. I got it for the Switch. It's a, like, monsters, futuristic, apocalyptic, survival horror game. Um, not in the world of, like, crafting stuff, but in the resource management. Very few bullets, some stealth elements, monsters, killing humans. Very fun first-person shooter. Recommend it. I enjoyed it. Aren't and bullets I actually, currency I beat in it. that game? Bullets are currency, yes, but yeah. then they're also, you can use them as, like, but then better bullets. bullets. Yeah. Well, no, there's, like, regular bullets, but you can use your money, then, as, like, better bullets. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how that works. <laughs> it's a good it's system. Weird. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, either way. It, and, the I mean, money is largely irrelevant in the game, but it's a good game. I enjoyed it. It's uh, got some scary parts. It doesn't have the same emotional resonance at the ending as the first one did, but it is good. Are you going to keep playing horror games? Yes, uh, which is something I wanted to ask you. Is, Mark, will you look be on the lookout for a good Switch game I should get in the horror world? Yeah, I'm positive there are some out there. I can't come up with any off the top I'm sure of my there's head, a but... fuckload. There's like Doom and stuff. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, Doom is fun as hell. Uh, anyway, think yeah. about it. Find me a good one. Okay, I'll think about it. Uh, either way, Mark, talk to us. What do you got? The, Besides... time, the, the thing that yeah. I did have time to watch, aside from Come to Daddy, was 2020's Fantasy Island. Uh, this was the Blumhouse oh. one that dropped, I think, in February or something. It was like God, it that's right bad. before shit It looked fan. so bad. And it was ostensibly a remake of the TV show Fantasy Island somehow. Uh, they are related, uh, though I will not <laughs> tell you how. The plane, the plane. Yeah, that line does happen. Uh, so does it? I got great. great. I got this <laughs> I mean, one. I got to. this one. I got this one in the mail via Blu-ray. But I'm sure you can find it wherever the hell you want to find things. It's a Blumhouse movie, whatever. They have good distribution channels. Um, <clears throat> as as you would expect, I mean, very straightforward movie. It's a real monkey paw type situation. You're in a tropical fantasy paradise, and your wishes come true. But then. Oh, you wish to be at a party? Well, the party's being held at a drug dealer's mansion, and now it's being assaulted by crazy people. Oh, that type of shit. <laughs> um, cool party. <laughs> here's what I'll say. I think there's a couple different avenues uh, for movies to be good, right? They can be really, really scary, or they can be like really, really artful, or they can be really, really entertaining. And the only way to consider this movie good is through that entertainment route. <laughs> and in that way, I actually think it is pretty solid. It, it this was a fun watch. It has a incredibly good cast. Uh, it's got Maggie Q, Lucy Hale, Michael Pena, Jimmy O Yang, who I am growing to love more and more and more. Uh, Ryan Hansen, Michael Rooker's in it, which was a little bit out of nowhere. But That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. So good cast, good production company. Obviously, it's it's kind of just like. It's one of the blockbusters from 2020, uh, and we don't have many of those to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> I enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than I thought I was going to. It is by no stretch a movie of substance, but it is entertaining. So if that's uh, Mark, something that you want, then you know, go for it. Is Michael Pena in the tattoo role? No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, there is no uh, tattoo role. That's probably good. I think that was a racist character. Yeah, that so. that was a, that was a good thing to remove on their part. Yeah, seems seems like a very good idea. Uh, Either they, way, I like it. They make a nod to it at a certain point, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's it's not really there. Good. Um, That's uh, probably for the best. So the, the <laughs> one, the honestly, the biggest complaint I have about this one is the closing credit song. I did not care to look it up, but like legitimately had we been reviewing this movie it probably would have knocked the overall rating down like two full points. It is <laughs> that one bad, of, huh? it is one of the worst songs I have ever heard in what my genre life. just like punk bland like i believe i believe the genre was bland <laughs> okay 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty solid. Nice. That was that was that was Fantasy Island. Just to say the name again, if you hadn't been paying attention. I like it. And uh, after last week's behemoth of a rocking horror world, I'm happy to put a tight little bow on this week's. Hell yeah. Let's go to the feature presentation. I don't get to talk this week. No, he likes to do this thing now where he forgets to throw to the one of no, the other people on the podcast. I thought you had talked about everything you had when no, you the thi- erroneously see, thrust here, us out of the Patreon segment. Here's the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem. You got you were so I don't know. You were so focused on Scatman. Fuck you'll play it again right here. Scatman's world. Oh my god, three times? <laughs> Scatman. I'm, I'm gonna talk about my movie, sir. You can play Scatman however many times as you want. That's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, make it happen. I'm I'm betting Scatman's world underneath you while you talk. No, you're not. You're not, <laughs> you're not that. You're it's too, just too the lazy. intro part where the kid's talking. Have either of you heard of a movie on Netflix <laughs> called The Platform? Yes, I talked. Yeah, about Mark like talked about ago. it. Did yeah, you? I don't remember hearing you talk about it. <laughs> he talked about it for a while. That, that tracks. Yeah, actually, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, we don't you may have you other. may have legitimately gotten up and gotten yourself a beer while I was talking. <laughs> yeah, that might have been during the period of time when you had the Bluetooth headphones and you were just getting up, and leaving sometimes. Oh uh, well, I it, <laughs> it was either that week or the week where basically I wasn't actually here for the podcast, but we did a hell of a job in post, Jack. <laughs> yeah, buddy, because my internet was so bad. That's probably the case. Okay, I didn't know you'd re- you'd reviewed this or talked about it, uh, so I'm very curious as to what you're thinking as I talk about it. Okay, because I was gonna come in and be like. Mark, this movie is for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I liked it. Okay, yeah, I liked it too. I don't know how I hadn't heard about it. It's not like it was never showing up on my Netflix. I just saw it online and then had to do like a deep search for that, the term. That's crazy because I watched this uh, because it beat me over the head. Netflix would wow. not fucking shut up about the This is one of those trailers that autoplays for me a lot. What yeah. the fuck? I cannot find it. I had to go in and search. It wouldn't even show up until I was like on F of platform. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. Anyway, this is like apparently one of Netflix's most successful in terms of households that have viewed originals ever. I think they released it back when pandemic was like just getting real late March and 60 million households saw it in the first month or some shit. Crazy stuff. Uh Hadn't heard of it, watched it, really, really enjoyed it. I liked the sort of cube-esque dystopian jail setting, and then everything that they do on top of that is a little bit different. It's definitely a more serious tone. Add to that that it's in Spanish, so you have to be paying attention. It just gives a different vibe. But I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I think that if you if you like Cube, I can recommend it to you. If you mm-hmm. like foreign horror, I can recommend it to you. If you like action in a certain way or mystery, I can recommend it to you on both of those fronts. It's just a solid movie, and I don't think that this director, who I'm not familiar with and I'm not going to pronounce like attempt to pronounce his name, has done anything either. So hell of a debut. Keep yeah. an eye out. If you like being awesome. force fed high school level political philosophy, uh, this That's movie's good for you. too. <laughs> yeah. That's good too. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, I also I heavily endorse that movie as well. It's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty good little dystopian thing. That it, it is. It, it's an incredible change of pace. I'll tell you that much. There, there is no two movies you or there is no other movie you can really pair with this one and get like a trend going. I guess Cube kind of, but even then, I wouldn't really say that they're that related. Yeah, I would only I, yeah, I compare it to Cube in terms of the setup. Like if you appreciate that setup because it's still like this crazy sci-fi world, so, sort of. I don't know. Yeah. I like it, Jake. It was good. That's all I have now. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Sorry I skipped you, but I didn't really skip you. You broke format. This is a professional podcast, sir. Don't play it again. (laughs) Let's go to feature presentation. (laughs) 
Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2016's The Black Tapes. Now, Jake, you nope. picked this movie. <laughs> you did it. You fucked it Fuck up. me. God damn it. The Dark Tapes. I told, off air, I told myself not to do it. You guys yeah. remember. Yeah. Damn it. Motherfucker. We, we remember. Yeah, we do remember. That wasn't a bit either. That's <laughs> just totally genuine. God damn it. Oh, Jake, you picked The Dark Tapes. I sure did, Jack. I'm very curious to know why, because I don't know if I'd heard of this one. Because this one doesn't seem like the typical movie that I would pick. Is that is that why you're curious? No, just because like I hadn't heard of it. I'm curious, like what what did you know about it? What, what, yeah, well, what I'd seen deal? it before. So no, okay. it's very much like a Jake pick. Uh, here's the thing. Um, we <laughs> hadn't watched an that. anthology in a while, so when we went into our last draft, I knew I was going to pick one. And as I started to shortlist just in my brain anthologies that I wanted to see and thinking about the types of movies we've reviewed lately, what two, there's two subpoints here. Subpoint one, I wanted to watch one that was a little bit less well-known because anthologies are interesting. There aren't I would argue there aren't very many that you could hold up and be like, this is a like steadfast, really good movie anthology. And it's kind of inherent to that subgenre because you're bound to get like some good, some middle, some bad. It's just a Yeah, there's bag. there's not a lot of southbounds in the world. Yeah, but there aren't many like triple A stuff. And even Southbound is like a slightly smaller production. It's like you don't oh, get many sure. creep shows, right? It just yeah, doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. I think so one I of the, wanna... the biggest one that I can think of is Trick or Treat. That really good example, yeah. I didn't want to pick one like that, and as I started to think about other candidates, for some reason, this little indie thing that will get into its level of quality, it stuck in my head. And I watched this, I don't know, it was probably close to when it came out because it would have been on the heels of our horror release roundup. Something about it stuck with me, and I felt like that had to mean something. So I wanted to go back and see what that could be after hundreds of more horror movies that we've watched. So I like it. Kind like of it like much. just curiosity, to be honest with you. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I, I'm struggling to think of whether or not I was aware of its existence. Mark, what about you? You definitely were aware of its existence, existence because we reviewed it on Horror Release Roundup whenever the hell it was that it came out. Oh, goodness it was gracious. one of those that had like a... it. One the th- What I remember about the trailer, Jack, was it was one of the first examples of plastering the awards <laughs> or submissions from a film fest all nice. over. Solid. Uh, I had also seen this. I saw it a long time ago, when it roughly around the time it came out. Um, but literally the first line of my notes is, this could probably count as a first-time viewing because I don't remember dick about this movie. Mm. <laughs> um, and frankly, we watched this on Tuesday, and we're currently recording on a Saturday, and I'm already struggling to remember. And you don't remember dick about, about this movie? Say, <laughs> I watched it this morning, and I'm having trouble remembering. The- <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot the name of it, even, Jack. <laughs> that one isn't my fault, Jesus Christ. Kind All right. Is. Uh, yeah, well. Kind of is. It's at least 50% your fault. <laughs> I'll go with 30. 30% oh, okay. my fault. Jake, yeah. you picked this movie. You oh. know what that means. You have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. The Dark Tapes is an indie anthology film. There's four segments. The frame narrative is basically one about trying to interact with trans-dimensional demon beings that can come at you They're when you're in REM sleep. Whatever, Mark, we'll get to it. Another is uh, about a uh, ostensibly haunted house, but it's really a couple murdering people. There's one about just cam girls that are 
cannibals they're possessed maybe and they get this guy to kill himself so they can feed on him and then there's one about a girl who's like abducted in her sleep by these potentially aliens and she's out for revenge smash time, them together time yeah. uh yeah you it's nailed it Although, they're hard it is, it is it is hard you did a pretty good job you missed the actual frame narrative because there's a part before the experience well now let's, let's hold off on that because there's no way you can actually explain <laughs> that within 30 just seconds the, there are people outside and time dilation and i don't know they're sort of related they're there at the beginning sort of middle and then end <laughs> sometimes you get cut in half sometimes nothing happens I, I took that as just being part of, that's just part of the, I don't the know, people man. Picking up, the people going into their theater and saying our friend made it all messy and fucked shit up, but then they found some tapes. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't that's, know. I, that's that's of the frame the same, narrative. That's of the same world, though. That but then I, they that, didn't even find the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> that is just an intercut other tape. Yeah. Uh. We're going we're gonna to get into it. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits Anthology. into, except for, damn it, Mark, found footage. <laughs> fuck you, God. Found footage is only sort of right. I mean, I definitely mean, the the Amanda's Revenge and the House one, whatever the fuck that one was called. And I'd say the Cam the Girl Hunters one, too, the Hunted. Is. The Hunters and the Hunted. Cam Girls qualifies, but that's not your traditional uh, found footage fair. See, but Amanda's Revenge yeah. that's was like the one friend that I was request. thinking doesn't really adhere to it because there's definitely just b-roll in that one yeah i mean there's okay. b-roll from the very first second of this fucking movie when they're yeah. going to open their it's, theater there's a, a separate camera cut this is like a pseudo found footage movie and i think that's important because it it it's going to impact how it hits you right like you are <laughs> either going to be applying the test with also then like the anthology piece of it applied which is like double jeopardy kind of or you're just going to, like, take it for what it is. And I think this is a very take-it-for-what-it-is movie. <laughs> sure. Rating spoilers. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, I, I did have else? one thing, one quick uh, correction to make on the 30-second plot synopsis, which is okay. they explicitly say they're not demons. They are oh trans-dimensional entities. Beings. Oh, entities. Okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm sorry to have offended the non-demons. You're not demons, if you can hear now me. Wikipedia calls this a sci-fi movie as well, which I call horse shit on. <laughs> yeah. You you know my stance on sci-fi. This isn't sci-fi. <laughs> Even we join you in this one. This yeah. Hey. This is not a sci-fi movie. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all. Let's, uh, let's start talking about this thing, starting with what it does right. And mm -hmm. I want to start here with, I think this movie pulls no punches in telling interesting novel stories. I think that's really cool. Um, I'd say the most traditional one is The Hunters and the Hunted, and even that has a cool fucking twist. But until that twist happened, I was like, this is just a terrible version of Paranormal Activity. Oh, the most the most traditional one? Is yeah, yeah, said? the most, oh, the most thought, boring I, narrative. I heard you say, see, the words were coming out of your mouth, but I heard you say interesting <laughs> for some reason, and I was like, that was the most interesting? <laughs> no, it, ha it had an interesting twist, is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, but I think all, all of the stories pretty much are telling... Are, Telling kind of novel, interesting, cool stories that that I I liked, and when I liked did the other movies that there was like a only a couple, but like Cam and what the hell was the other one? Girl House. When did those come out? Girl House was way earlier than Cam. Cam came out like just twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Okay. I was wondering Girl House, where it was. Go ahead. Got it. Girl House was twenty fourteen. Okay, I was wondering where this one fell in the realm of Cam Girl horror. I mean, this came out also about two years ago. I think it would have probably preceded Cam, although... I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean it must because I think this thing sure. did that did the like long release schedule. So even though but it this says, is we saw it come out like in a... 2017, 2018, something like that. But really, it's been around since probably. I mean, they were probably shooting this thing in like 2015. So yeah, I very much believe that though that they were like parallel constructions that neither one is really stealing from the other. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah. I mean, just because they're set in similar worlds, they're, they're not even remotely. They're not the same at all. Lines. I yeah. was more thinking about like how much I enjoyed those three. And then like, if there was a just time. Yeah. Where you like cam-, cam girls. It's okay. You know, who doesn't man? Who doesn't? <laughs> Everybody has their thing. Yeah. Jack, to um, get back to your point though, I, I agree with you. I, what, as I started to watch this little fleeting bits that I had, buried in my subconscious started coming back and I was remembering things. What I think this one did is it had really good ideas. Now, how well those translate to screen for a movie that apparently the budget was like well under a hundred K $28. Like it was like 50 <laughs> grand for this movie. So I would think that's micro budget, right? If not yeah. micro budget, extremely low budget, like one notch up on the continuum. For oh, micro I, I budget. call it micro budget. Yeah. The, I am, the, IMDb says 65 K, which is not that far off. Yeah, exactly. So and that probably includes like pub- publicity and stuff. Considering that the ideas that it puts to screen, I I think there are really good aspects to that, and there are outcomes that we'll talk about a little later in some respects. But I think that overall, like what this was conceptually, is commendable. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because I I also want to be clear. I don't think all the stories are particularly great or like Anthology. super well written. I just think they're interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool that they went for it. What on that same most? on that same kind of oeuvre, the the thing that I do appreciate this is that it has a very consistent sense of style throughout. Even though obviously these are com- four completely unrelated tapes, but they do. I guess the underlying theme for them is that they touch on what would you want to call it? The macabre, the, these weird trans-dimensional entities that are fucking with the human race and they don't want us to discover them or something. I don't really Does get... the hunters and the hunted touch on that at all? I don't know. <laughs> don't think uh, so. But visually, and this is probably just pertaining to the overall budget of the thing, they all have a very... Con- they all seem continuous in a way that I do like out of a anthology movie, even if the frame narrative doesn't do actually anything to connect them. Sure. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, let me ask you this, guy. What was your favorite segment? Well, I mean, you know me. I'm a sucker for the haunted house movie, so it was the hunters and the hunted. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jake. It's the most straightforward, I, but I did like it the most. I think that's my favorite too. Um, it would have boiled down to that, or actually, I don't know. I called I know. It frame narrative earlier. <laughs> the to, the but, catch a demon one, right? Yeah, it would be yeah. one of those two. I think to catch a demon was probably my favorite. Um, followed closely by the hunters and the hunted, but I. I don't know why they made it the frame narrative. I, I, we're not in what it does wrong. Now, this is an important... <laughs> tape number one is called Discovery of the First Dark Tape, okay? Yes. To yeah. Catch a Demon is part A of Discovery of the First Dark Tape. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to jump ahead why? to what this movie does wrong real quick. <laughs> uh, it's fucking impossible to keep track of. <laughs> it's, the the note-taking exercise was a chore I was not prepared for. And the To Catch a Demon segment, there's no reason to split it up whatsoever. It hurt that story. It hurt the other stories. I don't know why the fuck Well, that's the most that complicated one, and they're splitting it up. And I actually think that it does. it is probably better in the long run for it because there's supposed to be large gaps in time between the individual parts of yeah. that. Yeah. And if you were just to do like a smash cut of him falling asleep and then waking back up in part B or whatever it would be... Uh, 
I, yeah, I don't think I don't, it, I don't think it would work very well. It's an interesting. I hear you. It's an interesting outcome for the viewer, though. Yes, like how that Absolutely. impacts you when you're watching the movie and like what your level of immersion and understanding are. Uh, they those are definitely impacted by that choice. Sure, choice. I I mean uh, I would I, I would say we have probably some of the we're in a very particular place where we have very refined takes on what makes like what an anthology movie is and needs. I I don't think the average person stumbling into this is really going to give a shit about connectivity of the frame narrative and stuff like that. So I don't know. Well, probably I, this, okay, but that's another thing that this does right because I was just kind of joking about saying like I like choices, but doing what they did and this this whole conversation we're having about the merits of it like you just mentioned Mark, that is something that most found footage movies won't attempt. Like I see so many found footage movies that Sometimes it's for good reason, sometimes not. Just basically do like the page turny thing where it's like You're, anthology movies, not spooky found thing. And then like here's this movie, page turn. Here's this movie, page turn or story <laughs> within the movie. Right? It's just I, I think you're, bland. you're This is literally anything... speaking to the ballad of Buster Scruggs, where they're that just like it's a story that, book. But, <laughs> but that sort of works in the ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was also the Handbook of, of Evil. I think did that exact same thing. Was that what it was? There was one of the other ones that was also literally just a book. Well, what does like the like ABCs that? of death do? I don't even fucking remember. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, it happens more often than not. I think that the gold standard that we, us three at least, have for this sort of thing and how to do it correctly is Southbound. Yeah, absolutely. We all like that movie. But I it. like what this had going for it. It ties back to the earlier point where at least they're attempting something and the concepts are well thought out. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it. It, I'd there, also point there was to VH- an attempt here. This movie earnestly tried something. It did. It did. I, I'd point to VHS as another really good example of a movie that has a thematic frame narrative. Oh that yeah, I think no works shit. Works really well. Yeah, yeah. totally. But. Now I I propose something here because I attempted to follow our normal uh, rubric for for keeping track of these movies, but I literally had one thing written down for does right and one or two things written down for does wrong. This is going to be yeah. a hell of a lot easier if we just go through the individual dark tapes. Sure. That's we what we've do done that? before on this. Yeah, thing. let's do the yeah. anthology thing. Like little yeah. breakdowns of each and little overalls for each. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Second suggestion, overall. let's start with the actual dark tapes themselves and then use the frame narrative as the last thing we go to because that's going to be the one we're going to have the most to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with The Hunters and the Hunted. Is what the Hunters proposing? and the Hunted, dark tape number okay. two. Uh, a very, very boring haunted house movie that's a straight rip-off of paranormal activity until there's a too cool twist for the last 45 seconds. Yeah, and the, the cool twist <laughs> is a pretty fucking... Like, I love the... Okay, so the twist, which I think Jake may or may not have been have said in his 30-second plot synopsis, is that the people who invite the ghost hunters into their home are actually just the hunters themselves. They're, they invite people in and kill them and then move on to a new city. Um, and they set up all this crazy haunting bullshit in the background just to keep them entertained, I guess. Um, I, I like it a lot. I like the appearance of the little girl out of nowhere, but the, (laughs) I mean the, the one that the thing that really makes it is the monologue that they have at the end when they're about to kill the last guy where they're like, we put so much extra shit around that you just didn't find. You're so bad at your job. That was excellent. Three people have been murdered in this house. You didn't even bring it up. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. I think one thing that I'll mention too, Mark, because you started you, you mentioned how we're going to carry this forward. I think we should probably dissect the, let's just talk about what we liked and didn't like about each of these, at least the yep. overall. Let's not do like, oh, big what it does right. But we're way off that. So this podcast is different, listener. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I actually kind of liked the just basic uh, haunted house stuff. It didn't bother me. I mean, 
It certainly wasn't bad. I had some complaints about it. I didn't find it boring. Like, I actually found myself... I thought the tension was good. I found myself looking kind of around the corners as the as people were walking through the house. I liked the girl in the hallway sort of thing. It reminded me of PT, <laughs> that game that I never fucking played. I, I thought PT is awesome. Uh the 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 girl standing behind the guy was one of the ones that I thought was more funny than anything else because like usually when you have those the ghost in the background type whatever artifact you're finding they're like you have to zoom in and enhance they're like what is that? That wasn't there when we first started filming or whatever. This is just like there's just a girl standing directly behind it. Like she's there for like ten seconds. Had they reviewed the footage even a little bit, they would have seen this on the first yeah. try. They're clearly just going. I mean, I, I guess the whole narrative is that they're bad at their job, but this is more evidence of that fact. They're just like, oh yeah, there was a person standing directly behind you the whole time, yeah. <laughs> and not a supernatural person, just an actual seven-year-old girl or whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so this is my I, favorite. I also liked the scooped out eyes part. I thought that was pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, but they don't really linger on it at all. It's like a total side note that you, if you, it's a blink and you'll miss it type of thing. I know, but I liked that, and I thought that that's recognizing their budget and playing with it, doing what they can with it. Yeah, I can dig on it. I, the house itself is also kind of an important selection. I, I want to know how they figured this out. If this was an actual person's house that was like associated with the movie, they just decided to film in because it is a weird layout. And yeah, but the whole setup for this thing is that the guy bought the house without either without either telling the wife or without the wife ever seeing it, and it's fully furnished with just absolutely crazy decorative stuff. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't do Mark, that. I, I can tell you, uh, when I went up to law school, I got an apartment without the consent or viewing of my then fiancé, now wife, um, and then she came up to move in with me and learned we lived in a shithole behind a glass factory. And she was not happy about it for that year. Two years? Two years. <laughs> so, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing more fuel um, on the fire here for this bad idea. <laughs> but that, that part pissed me off so fucking much because that's the, one of the big problems with this whole thing is the found footage parts of it are so stupid sometimes. And why... Why do they have that recorded? If they're a couple that goes around murdering people and buying new houses, moving to new city and murdering people there, why are they recording this farce about buying his wife a house and it's haunted and we're scared? I get it for the part where they need to entice the paranormal people to come, but why the preamble stuff? They needed to find a better way to write that in. The little girl is actually deep cover. She's a double agent um, with the FBI. (laughs) She's been tracking them for seven years. And they're just waiting for them to kill enough people uh, for this for the SWAT team to like swoop in and, and capture them. That's why one of those this is infant evidence. agents. It's yeah. it's one of the Poughkeepsie tapes. <laughs> I had it. Jesus. I kind of took it more. I agree with you, Jack. But I after having now seen behind the mask, I kind of took it as like regardless of that fact, like the more life that you get out of the characters the more invested you are like just go ahead and see everything at that point i know that it raises a lot of questions but see earlier point that i made about how this is kind of a take it with what it's going to give you or what it is yeah yeah although and i guess there is an argument to be made that he could still can buy his wife a house without her seeing it and they can have fun in their twisted relationship 
Yeah, I mean, if they're the type that's going to do this shit anyway, maybe they're the type that's going to film and all they, that shit, they, too. Yeah, they clearly that like is, videoing shit. So. That is an interesting little twist on this, is that they're playing a game in the background of, like, I'm going to buy you the weirdest fucking house we're going to murder somebody in, and you're going to find it's <laughs> weird and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's funny how blasé, I mean, it makes sense within the narrative, but I think it's funny how blasé they are about the clear, like, trans-dimensional happenings that are supposed to be occurring in this house that are definitely not happening. But, like, <laughs> if I move into a new house and... There's footsteps coming from the ceiling and doors slamming, and I throw a ball down a hallway and it gets thrown back at me or whatever. I'm not going to fucking giggle. And no. I mean, clearly they know what's up. And I guess that's the answer here. But still, it's not really an enticing thing for a ghost hunter oh, to be like, although well, I will say, like, I, I, I will say that the, in Poltergeist, right, there's the scene where they're having fun with it, where it's sliding her around the floor. So, and that, that feels believable in Poltergeist to me. I, okay. Yeah, I've said before, if you have a good haunting, it's basically just free air conditioning, right? <laughs> Don't mention air conditioning, Mark. I had to take the air conditioner out of this room, and it's so fuck. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> you had to take it into a field. Have, have it look at some rabbits. It's on a farm upstate. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Um, okay, I don't have too much more to say about this one. I thought the twist was really cool. Uh, yeah, I think this is the one that provides the most scary content, the most tense content. The search for Karen and Jeff when the last guy is just trying to figure out like where the hell his crew went is well tense. put together and pretty yeah. fucking creepy. I agree. And I, I thought they did a good job with the EVP scene as well. Um, like that that voice was creepy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. They do good work. It's it's easy and there's a good roadmap for it, but they did good work here. I liked it. Yep. It's my favorite. Absolutely. Anything else to say about this one, or should we move on to Cam Girls? Dark tape number three. Oh my god, this fucking one. Oh my god, uh, this least was favorite? maybe my least yes. favorite. I also did, I also didn't like Amanda's Revenge very much, but this oh, one is the favorite. stupidest and least written. Oh yeah, least favorite. Yeah, least um, written. <laughs> yeah, There's not much to write here. There's really well, not it's, much to write. But it. Why does it open on her talking to her doctor friend about? blackouts and then close with them being demons talking about them accepting their new hosts quickly this makes no fucking sense it's so stupid this is like and a on concept that, note, that they on, on that note if you're gonna have something as minimal as this one where like the construct of it is basically unfriended where you just you're ha you're looking at at most three people just delivering lines directly into the web camera uh maybe i mean I'm sorry. I know they were trying really hard, but the acting in this is borderline unwatchable. It it's awful, awful, the, especially the, Shane Hartline. I mean, who is he? I, I, he's yeah, what? He, he's like the main dude. Oh, the, the the big guy who cuts his neck. Yeah, he's. I mean, he it gets a little better toward the end, but there's some scenes in this shit. Yeah, Actually, I, no, I, he's terrible. And the asshole guy who pipes up when they're all in the cam grill chat. I, honestly, room they're is all inexcusable. <laughs> They're all bad. <laughs> is this guy in other stuff or not? Yeah, why like, did you say his name? Like, why are you putting him on blast like that? Because I, I, it was bad enough that I looked it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Fuck you in particular. Yeah, I don't know. When he was crying, I was kind of like, oh. Uh, so when I say the main guy, he's the he's the doctor guy at the beginning, just to clarify. Oh, clarify. I thought he's, not, he's not the guy that cuts Oh, him. okay. Yes, the doctor guy. Go ahead and put on blast. That's yeah, fine. exactly my point. <laughs> if I you're that the other guy, did if an you're, okay if job. you're so bad that I have to look up who you are just to make sure that you're not in anything else that I'm planning on watching. <laughs> Why is the doctor guy in the short at all? What does that add to fucking anything? It adds nothing. This is one of those. You know where we complain about trailers. I haven't watched enough uncorked films that are sinful of this in their trailers to tell you if it happens in the movies. But there's pauses between what's happening, almost like they're not 
acting like it's not part of the shot. Or they didn't quite cut it tightly Mostly during that initial conversation that should not have existed, like, between them. And that's not... That's not lag. That's not digital lag. That's like really getting geared up and going through your lines in five or six milliseconds before you deliver it. It was gnarly. He's like waiting for the person to turn the cue card over. Yeah. <laughs> and are, so are we to believe that this young woman left her conservative Christian family so she could go be a party girl in California, got to California, and then she and her lesbian roommate were both possessed by different demons at that point? I, I think there's like one confluence of demons there are multiple demons in this what's this what where are multiple demons called a school of demons <laughs> no, I don't think a, a gaggle school, i think they? it's a gaggle a gaggle of demons are gradually sure. possessing more and more folk uh and they've <laughs> gone into this this cam girl community. mark they're interdimensional entities i think in this case they're specifically demons that's no. also that's it, part of this other did, confusing shit was, how do these was, tie together they don't was the guy was the guy just lonely enough to cut his own throat because a girl no. on the internet no, told you? No, I didn't they have to tell say forced. that he's in a trance or some bullshit. That's oh, why man. one of the weird things that I thought when they had all the guys on screen and he was like mimicking, he was mimicking what they were yeah. doing and I thought he was just being really weird, but I think that was like the first indicator of him being in the then, then the dialogue sucks because at the end, the main demon says you've... Couldn't, you've learned to control your new host body so well. And I was like, does that Jack. mean the girl's body or the guy's body? You're it has saying to be the, the do- girl's body. <laughs> right. It should but then she was take- also controlling the guy. It's And then they're stupid. referencing some set of rules that they don't, uh, that they're yeah. only allowed to eat them the, if they kill themselves or something the like that. One guy, the, they are two, Mark, it'd be like, I'm standing right next to you. And I'd be like, Mark, four years ago, you set forth the following rules for the podcast. <laughs> and I found a loophole I'd like to talk you through right now while we're both staring in the same direction for some reason. And Look. transdimensional entities that apparently wield quite a lot of power. You know what? They are suckers for loopholes. <laughs> well, and that in the next segment, if they are, in fact, transdimensional entities can just disrupt cameras. So, <laughs> also, how the fuck she says let's make a thousand dollars really quickly and do this show, but then the show comes on and they're like we're picking one lucky fan to get a free show tonight. What the fuck? Why have both of those lines of dialogue in there? You don't need either one. You just wrote a plot hole into your stupid short. I th- yeah, but they're trying the to they're part. trying to set it up for like this weird feasible economic structure of a cam girl site, I guess, but so what, you buy a ticket, it's like a lottery ticket to maybe get a free cam girl show instead of die buying a definite cam girl show? Maybe. I look, I have not ventured into this <laughs> Mark, world. Mark, you said you're dangerously you close to me. Like, look at my experience with the cam girl sites, <laughs> a majority of them. <laughs> yeah, once you drop like five thousand dollars worth of tokens or something like that, then you get a raffle ticket and then they contact you at your actual like house address. Uh, and it's always the, yeah. the envelope is always swack, right? It's always sealed with a kiss. There's some like lipstick on there. You open it up, and there's a private chat room code or something. <laughs> and then they and then they possess you, and you are forced to kill yourself, not for and Satan, but for some other transdimensional entity that wants to eat you. It's happened to me. I don't know four or five times. Look, this one was very stupid. Yes, I do have a <laughs> soft spot for uh, the like psycho assisted suicide whatever you want to call it where like something takes over somebody's body and they and force themselves to kill themselves it's a great mm-hmm. trope it's it's one of those things that does get to me so this does despite the fact that it is one of the stupidest and unwatchable things i've seen forever and that the scene of the guy actually being forced to like take his own life is 
still still good. It's still it's, good. Horror that is fare. affecting. Yes, and I will say that the effects on the slit neck at the end when they like hold his head up look very good. Yeah, legitimately good. Yeah, decent was... amount of latex and ketchup or whatever. Yeah, whatever they used ketchup, looked good. Come on, probably not ketchup. Probably not ketchup. ketchup. <laughs> oh my god. Dark tape uh, number four. Oh boy. <laughs> Amanda's, Amanda's revenge. revenge. Uh, I find it interesting. Sp- I do. You guys find it interesting, like the time scale of these. So the first one's set in two thousand one. For some Why reason. did they do this? And then the next one's set in twenty thirteen. I'm sorry. The Hunters and the Hunted is set in 2011. Then Cam Girls is set in 2013, and then Amanda's Revenge is set in 2015. Why did they do this? <laughs> that's more of like what that's like what a uh, VHS did. Yes, I mean, it made sense in VHS. It added some verisimilitude to you finding having found these tapes. Yeah, I think this that movie that's was... one of the areas where this movie is not as strong. Like that's where <laughs> it didn't come through. But that's obviously like what they were trying to do. This whole thing is littered with. It, we didn't even mention this in The Hunters and the Hunted, but that had so many different, like, breakup title cards in it. Oh. They were so weird. Yeah! It got why, way off yeah. the rails. It had, over-edited. it had subparts where it was like, I forget what it was like, but it was like The Hunters, The there Hunted. Was the Hunters, The Hunted, Hunting where, Season. Hunting where, Season, yeah. yeah. Where it went off the rails was Hunting Season. No, I thought I thought the next one where it said, I'm going to get that wascally wabbit was the weirdest one. <laughs> That would have been, I wouldn't have been shocked if something like that had come up after hunting. Season. It was that wascally so, ghost hunter. I totally forgot about how stupid that was. Yeah, that was, so obviously, this is one of the ideas that didn't pan out, okay? There, there's some ADD, like, woven into the seams of this thing. And it, it's charming in a way, but also heavily distracting in other ways. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about whoever's revenge. What's her Amanda's name? Amanda. Amanda's revenge. Okay, um, this, so Amanda gets roofied at a yeah. party. And yep. sexually Which assaulted. Is seemingly irrelevant to the story. <laughs> irrelevant, except that it gives no. her psychic powers. No, no, I don't think that's. I don't think it has anything to do with anything. The aliens have always been abducting her. It sounds like it was tied to her mother as well. So it was like some familial thing. Yeah, she uh, just happens to also have gotten so Jack, roofied. I disagree with it being disconnected, but I don't know if I like the way that I think that it is connected. So my thought is that this is built to play out like a rape revenge story, but it doesn't do it in a good way. Right, like you think it the doesn't tape do it she's... in any way. When it opens up... I think up... that's the structure, is like she is, she <laughs> yeah, is almost raped, she's definitely sexually assaulted, and then the rest of the movie is like her dealing with the effects of that, and then eventually she like gets... She's stronger and really like like I do. I do have a quick actual question though, which is: is the implication that the initial attack that she, where she gets roofied and attacked at the party, is that the aliens, or is that just a separate thing that happened? That's just a thing that happened. That's actually a really good question because I think it's still kind of ambiguous. I I I agree. I don't. I thought it was totally unrelated to the aliens. (laughs) I don't know, man. But they clearly want you to think that, right, Jake, that it is a tradition, like a rape revenge thing, because it opens up on her saying, I'm of sound mind and sort of sound health, and yeah. I've been abducted by two people, and then it goes into her getting roofied. Let's yeah. talk about, before we get too far into that, though, I'd like to talk about this party for a second. This is the it's worst party, party I've ever seen in my whole life. Grad school, end of grad school celebration. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Mark, that was very weird, what you just did with your webcam. Um... Uh, <laughs> There's no music playing whatsoever. There's a like 20 idiots standing very tightly in one room, and that's the whole party. It's yes. light out. 
It's the st- I took it as being like the start of the party. Like it's light out, and then she's already roofied and being assaulted. And like you couldn't find some freeware, just generic rock and roll music to put on very softly. It was silent in there. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. The some some collective whatever those things are called of the licensed free movie or uh, Creative music Commons. Or, yeah, the Creative Commons music that's just like <laughs> we're going to party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's party an Andrew and WK song, and Mark. Friends you... and celebration. Uh, stop singing. We owe Andrew WK so much money already. <laughs> <laughs> this entire music catalog is basically just what I just say. I'm so sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Please oh, forgive man. me. That guy rules. Um, yeah, no, but the party sucks. And then she gets roofied and assaulted. Correct. We're spending and, way too much time on the yeah. first part of this this little it, snippet thing. It that doesn't is make, not the whole thing doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, we got to move on. Okay. <laughs> Are you wearing brass knuckles right now? <laughs> what? Are you, Jack? Oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's playing with his mic stand. I like no. I have a, a I have a wooden wedding ring on that I. No, made. he's looking at the he's looking at the thing in your other hand. The the, oh. the little microphone. Tripod Sorry, listener. That was after. Yeah, yeah, I got some brass knuckles in I'm here. I'm shook. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Jack, that wouldn't be too far off of off brand. <laughs> you probably have 17 knives within 10 feet of you. I got a few knives. Yeah. Um, so she moves to Montana. Well, and okay, but continues no, to be tortured by aliens. She, I. I think her friends are terrible friends because she first wakes up in a trance and then starts screaming about don't touch me and then goes back to bed and then wakes up again and says, I don't remember anything. And that's the point where you don't say leave the camera running. She might want to talk about what happened. You say, let's go to the hospital because this is traumatic and you've been poisoned and roofied and you need medical intervention right now. Correct. And yet, they leave the camera running in case she says anything, and eventually she moves to Montana and completely abandons her shit friends, which kind of makes sense, actually, in the and grand scheme of things. moves into a cabin with no electricity, except for when she needs to have internet and a and a uh, laptop with a cell phone. No, she says she turned off all the electricity, because they can control that. Oh, uh, I mean, whatever. So there's a breaker in the back of the house, so she can turn it on. I mean, that whatever. That makes and sense. And Wi-Fi? Yeah, if I hit the breaker on the back of my house, all of my <laughs> Wi-Fi and electricity will turn off. Oh, God. Very That's normal. Every house has that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Fine. That part's not stupid, but the short is stupid. <laughs> the short is stupid. Uh, uh, yeah, she moves up there. What? She's still talking to her childhood best friend. Then she says, I want to come back to your house and sleep on the bed where I got roofied and have you guys stay up all night to watch me. Please just stay up all night to watch me. They At which point they all immediately asleep. lay on the bed, and yeah, they do fall asleep. It's implied because of like supernatural powers or whatever. But like, but don't still, fucking lay on the bed. That's a dumb don't. maneuver. And and also the dialogue leading up to that is drink coffee, do coke, whatever you need to do. Just stay awake tonight. What the fuck? And then they say defensively, "We don't do those kind of drugs. You know that." What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Not after last time. <laughs> I- <laughs> I really appreciated that line here. I not after last time is such a wonderful line to just throw it's in so and completely good. Oh, leave man. it unexplained. That would have been great here. Yeah. Um either way, then she wakes up screaming again. Which like why why does she even not have them in the same room as her? Let's why is get, she like well cuz she has to sleep, man. I don't want to sleep around a bunch of toads. The, the punchline here, the punchline here is that she finds some old ass technology, like some wax cylinder bullshit, a gramophone thingamajig that's like tension wound and 
driven by a mechanical system and a camera from the like 1910s. A Super 8 camera, yeah. That is also spring wound and will apparently film onto the silver nitrate film or whatever. So there's like no digital anything at all. And using that, she catches the ankle, leg, and torso of the cheapest creature from the Black Lagoon costume I've ever seen in my whole life. More more on the costumes <laughs> in, in the next in the next, the next one we uh, review. It's yeah. astonishingly stupid how bad and then, that costume is. And then is. she hits it with a sulfuric acid water balloon. Which doesn't damage anything else in the room at all. Now, what I should have looked... Well, I mean, we don't really know because it cuts away. But what I should have looked at before this is what's the... A, what type of plastic are water balloons made out of? And B, what is the chemical compatibility of sulfuric acid with those water balloons? It depends on the era because they used to be latex. Most aren't latex these days. So what's the compatibility of... I mean, whatever, fine. What's the compatibility of I'm sulfuric acid with latex? Not good, I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure sulfuric acid will yeah, burn through latex. I'm, not, I'm sure it's not good. <laughs> I'm going to Google that real quick. You guys continue talking about whatever other stupid bullshit with this one. Well, okay, and then what? So that worked. That killed it, and it's now it's done forever Maybe. with her. Did it? Uh, uh, well, but then it What decides, happens at the end? It abducts her friend instead for some fucking reason. So yeah, it didn't kill anything. Transfers or it's just his buddies, and it's like, fuck, you made things worse for us, so now we're going to take you. <laughs> so now he's going to have to hit him with sulfuric acid water balloons. What did, what did he do to make stuff worse? And why... why does a shotgun not work because they can sense the danger, but a tripwire with an acid water balloon does work because they can't sense the danger? They can read her thoughts. It's... Dude. No, but she's, bath. like, better at tuning them out now. She's just now strong enough that they don't... And then there's her a whole sub... a steel trap. It's a cage. Yeah, there's a subplot in. about how she's telekinetic and getting better at her telekinesis. Yeah. Her foil, there's a very... Her very bad CG... Hat. Yeah, there's a very bad CG card trick. Um, I Where didn't, she, I did she, not have a note about how bad oh, it looked. It oh, it looks of, good. It looks fine when she's raising it off the deck, but then it vanishes back into the deck when it comes back down. Like it, it clips into it. It's terrible. Sixty-five thousand dollar movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, um, but do it with a fucking fishing line. That's a very traditional magic trick. But he had to do the. Zit, zit, zit. Still, zit, that's a very zit, traditional zit, zit, zit. magic trick. And yeah. and guess what? Without doing CG, the actor would have known where to put his hand, so he wasn't out of frame and putting it four feet above where the actual card was. I think we're just at a place now where more people know how to do some shit in After Effects than people that know how to do practical effects. I guess. I don't even guess. That has to be true. <laughs> I mean, all you need is a fucking eye hook and some fishing line. All you need is love, Jack. Love is okay. all you need, buddy. All Love is all you need. need. This movie, this one, and she's getting her telekinesis is getting stronger, which is unrelated to the plot. No, I mean, <laughs> yes. They try to re- again, they try to relate it. Like it's supposed to be how she <laughs> is getting stronger and holding them off, and they don't know her plan of attack. This one was my least favorite by far. What it was? Yeah. You like, oh yeah. You like Cam Girls more? Yeah, than Cam this? Girls is worse. It was no Cam Girls was more fun to watch for me than this baffling monstrosity. Okay, this one was also longer than Cam Girls by a wide margin. And, this and was just the had second a scene longest. Of her doing like boxing training in the mountain in the woods. Oh yeah, the random <laughs> the random training scene that they throw and he in says, there. She's throwing terrible jabs and an unbelievably sloppy kick, and he says, "You're getting a lot better. I can't believe how good you are now." I hope he's referring to the telekinesis because she is terrible at boxing. Well, yeah, okay, maybe that's what it is. She's augmenting her strikes with telekinesis, and he can see that. 
And he's like, wow, those are terrible strikes, but look how the bag is reacting. You must be really throwing some mental punches in there. There's no bag. I mean, he's wearing the pads. I thought there was... Okay, maybe I'm misremembering. I thought there was a heavy bag, but whatever. Nope. Nope. So, real quick results here. For some reason, it's surprisingly difficult to find latex versus sulfuric acid chemical compatibility chart, but basically every other plastic out there, unless it's a butylized rubber, is... Uh, like a one or a two out of five on the compatibility chart. So I'm declaring this myth busted. You can't yeah. have a sulfuric acid water balloon. Could not pop like that. Yep. Could, Very dumb. Couldn't exist like that. Boom. Fucking busted. Very dumb segment all around. <laughs> I hated it. Okay. So in. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the other one. Yeah. Oh, here, here's one. Here's one that's that's latex versus sulfuric acid at uh, greater than fifty percent, and it is not recommended. So still not great. <laughs> Oh, not recommended means there's a chance. You're telling me there's a You're chance. You're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> it goes poor, fair, not recommended, good, excellent. So at best, it's a three out of five. That's fine. <laughs> That's but fine. at worst, it's going to pop as you're loading it into the catapult. <laughs> She used yeah. her telekinesis to strengthen the balloons. Yeah, mark. it was like in a little oh, pad of telekinetic it's, energy. There's, there's actually no water balloon. It's all held. It's a ball of sulfuric acid just held together by telekinetic energy. Exactly. There cool. We go. Neat pick. Got Let's there. stop Ooh, talking wow. about this one. Do we have anything else to say about the stupid one? <laughs> no. Jesus, I did not know this was. Your Let's least get to the fun. even stupider one. Oh wait, no. I have one more very stupid thing to talk about than this one. Okay. They're documenting it so she could prove the existence of these things. And you, d- the, they choose not to show you what he's seeing on his screen when she shows him the video, for so they can try to make it more suspenseful later on. But you would be able to see it, and it's all. Okay, let's move on. Jack, I mean, she wakes this guy up. Like she's like, I need you to like open the email that I just sent you. That's yeah. gonna be in your inbox tomorrow morning. I need you to open it now at two a.m. Like this is it's just. But he watches it there. Shit. And yeah, but just like it. call him in the morning. Be considerate. Also stupid. Yes, everything about it's stupid. Okay, let's move on. Gentlemen, it appears I've made a grievous error in how I labeled uh the dark tape, the first dark tape initially. <laughs> Here's it what it is officially called. Oh god. <laughs> uh the name of the tape is the previous day, tape number one. The segment zero is discovery of the first dark tape. And then the first segment of the actual dark tape titled The Previous Day is called To Catch a Demon, followed by Experiment 1, followed by After the Experiments, followed by It Ends Where It Begins. Fuck me. <laughs> can, can we just take a moment to talk about the science? Oh, my I mean, God. do we need to? Yes. Well, okay. it starts with the premise. They are begging the question here because it's one of their premises huh? that they just have accepted. We is, found one. <laughs> one of the premises they accept is simply... You experience time dilation when you sleep because your eyes move fast during REM. Here's as best okay, I wait, could hold discern. on, hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna go ahead and blow the whistle because I did have <laughs> nitpicks written down and they are all pertaining to this segment. So here we go. We're just gonna include that in. You can't separate the two; they're inextricable. <laughs> oh God, was I? Is that right? Am I? Did I understand what they said correctly? Yeah. Uh, somehow, time. Di- their point, I guess, on REM sleep is that when you dream, you're in REM for you're in a REM cycle for like three minutes, but you can have dreams that feel like they take years or something like that. But my favorite part of that line is that they're like, uh, time dilates in REM sleep by a factor of one to either ten or a thousand. So you know, <laughs> we like- we have we have the science dialed down to you know like three orders of magnitude. We got it. <laughs> It's like the Scoville scale where they're like a bell pepper. Yeah, that's a seven. Clearly an obvious seven. A habanero, somewhere between 250 and 850,000. Oh, so. and then a Carolina Reaper. Yeah, that's like <laughs> eight trillion. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> fucking whatever. I don't know. We got eight people in a room and used shots of simple syrup after they ate spicy stuff in 1943. The scale is complete horse shit. <laughs> I think it's a. I think they've gotten it slightly tightened down from the original <laughs> Scoville experiments. But yeah, I hear you. It's, it, it should be a logarithmic <laughs> scale at least. Yeah. Oh God. The oh my God. Mark, this whole thing is so unbelievably stupid. Uh, and they also I start with him. I thought you like this one more than the others. I do, but it doesn't mean <laughs> the science isn't stupid. So okay, let's I think this one was my favorite one. Here a little bit. What they're doing well, is they're the, filming a guy sleeping who can put himself to sleep, which is a using, superpower. Using slow motion cameras that will simultaneously record and playback for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and they expect that by doing that, they will somehow expose the presence of these extra dimensional entities. Mark, there's something, they, they have buttons they need to push and something about radiation is also involved. I think it's funny that they have a camera that they specifically chose this camera that is it's capable of filming and playing in slow mo, which means like ten seconds into filming, you're already not watching what yeah, is happening. It's not rec- yeah, exactly. With two seconds in, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess it depends on the time dilation. <laughs> oh god! <Whoa. laughs> also, he opens this and he's like, uh, you know, Western medicine and science. He he goes back and forth between science and scientists are horseshit, and this is science i'm a scientist they don't uh, do this they don't do this in this one they do it in the amanda's revenge one but they don't refer to it as western science they refer to or western medicine they refer to it as westernized medicine <laughs> yeah My um, little nitpick. he he says that western western medicine and science will tell you that sleep paralysis is just hallucinations but then why does every culture in the world hallucinate the same thing which is blatantly false <laughs> and also because like, it's why do, why would Western medicine only apply to people in the West? What and and also like w- everybody would experience the same thing because everybody experiences some version of a vaguely humanoid thing attacking them because that's what we find scary because that's it's, what like we our evolution has led us to, to have ingrained inside of us. Yeah, but it's absolutely not the same thing all over the world, right? It's a hag or a witch in in some parts of Eastern Europe. It's it's a succubus or an incubus in other parts of the world. Yeah, it's like a punchline is you're getting attacked by something. Yeah. I'm usually getting attacked by like a stack of homework or one of my employees (laughs) or something. And there's a tremendous amount of science about dreams. And it's really fascinating how time works in dreams and how our brains interpret that and fill in the blanks to make it feel like longer than it was. That's really cool science that he chose not to read. But here's the whole thing. So they do. We're not even into it yet. Okay. Yeah. They do end up exposing transdimensional entities. The way they did it was they filmed the guy while he was asleep. What, what the was beginning the beginning of the movie is a monologue from one of these entities saying humanity is getting closer to the truth to us. We won't let that happen. Dude, no fucking wonder we're getting closer to the truth. All we had to do was film somebody sleeping. Do you know how many sleep we, studies no, have happened? What, what? Jake and I weren't allowed to be a part of one in undergrad because we're left-handed. Yeah. We were excluded from it we're discriminatorily. Right-ist. Um, I... I want to know, Mark, explain to me what the radiation was for. There's a part where she says it's like a tenth of a chest x-ray, so the radiation's no big deal. What the fuck is the radiation involved with this experiment? Oh, there is none. Uh, That's nonsense. (laughs) She just says it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Cool. So, yeah, they film him sleeping. They end up, instead of experiencing the time dilation that you experience when you're asleep, they experience different worse time dilation and end up stuck in the time dilation because they yes. had a camera rolling. I'm going to do my best here. Okay, so 
the idea is <laughs> these non-demons uh, exist in a time dilation that we can only see if we film them in super slow-mo. I have an extra nitpick on that, but whatever. They live 10 to 1,000 times faster than us. So by slowing our own mental state down or speeding it up, whatever, <laughs> we can capture them on film and pull them into our time dilation. But instead, what they did was they pulled themselves into the demon's time dilation, which now makes them move infinitely slower in comparison to the real world. But uh, now they can actually perceive the demons sometimes. It's like a reverse Dream Warriors situation, right? Dream they Warriors. they initially tried to pull Freddy out. Then they realized they couldn't, so they went in. Yeah. So it's not a reverse Dream Warriors. It's just a it's just accidental. A it's an accidental Dream Warriors. It's an oopsie poopsie Dream Warriors. <laughs> oopsie poopsie Dream Warriors. Yeah. Um, um, and here, okay. So this is probably my biggest nitpick with the movie. You don't want slow. Here's my okay. Going <laughs> this, with here we go. This is your biggest nitpick. You don't want slow mo. You want hyperlapse. You want fast mo. If these things live ten to a thousand times longer. Then effectively what they're, and they only exist in this like extra time dilation, then effectively what they would be doing is sampling themselves into our reality at that sampling rate of 10 to a thousand times or whatever that ostensibly they have like dialed in, but they still can't figure out within a factor of a thousand what it is. Right. So but still what a camera you should be takes... doing is using the film that is shoot, you, not film. You should be using the filming technique that is basically piecing together every 10th frame or every 100th frame or every 1,000th frame yes. in order to get a glimpse of these things. That That's makes the only sense. way we wouldn't perceive them. If they were moving exceptionally slowly, they would look, just look like statues to us. Mark, but if they're that moving makes, that much faster, we wouldn't see them. That makes sense, but a camera with a much higher frame rate of capture is going to have a better chance at getting just a piece of it anyway. But if you're... Okay, so when you do slow motion photography, what you're doing is you're speeding up something that happens in a 10,000th of a second to something that happens in one second. So if they're already moving at such a pace that we only see them for a fraction of a second... Am I saying that right? Yeah, you yes. are. Then you're going to be multiplying in the wrong direction. But you are still getting a better shot at capturing a, a frame of them. With a right, but if, it, if, if it's if it's a fully like transient thing, and they're just like flickering in and out of existence so fast that we can't really see well, it, okay, which they you're, do you're... talk about in this with the with the refresh rate of like a a, a film or whatever at the very beginning, then you yeah, only you're... see it if you had the right sampling rate. You're giving the writers of this a lot of credit for understanding anything. No, I'm saying well, they I mean, got they it exactly wrong. They did 180 degrees the opposite of correct. No, but it I couldn't don't even have think... been more incorrect. I think the premises you're using to analyze their film are ones they didn't even consider. Well, they clearly had to consider it because it's the basis of their film. Well, they did. That's what they did a bad job. They came up with a concept and said, "Here, you have three hours to write a movie based on this." Yeah, the like the I agree with you. The slightly redeeming quality is that when you start to go on this voyage with this quack of a fucking professor, scientist, doctor guy, and his lab tech or whoever the hell she is. Uh, Sex partner. Lover. Definitely lover. Obviously not qualified. (laughs) So I think that then, therefore, all of the things that we were just talking about, like, sort of makes sense that they would be so wildly off base and they could get into a pickle by that if you're living in this world where things can even happen. But 
still how those come to be are. But I will say that I enjoyed the visuals on this one the most. I liked the first instance of the creepy guy just kind of flitting into screen. I, that like made me jump. It's kind of creepy. Mark, you've got it as your background right now, I think. <laughs> on Zoom. That was later. But yeah, I mean, this one, I, I thought the tension was good here too. And that's despite the fact that like obviously it's just gobbledygook science. Yes. Uh, it was still pretty solid to watch if you're just there to have fun. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're willing to just wave your hands and accept the science. Here's the thing about this, though. It it very much matches the rest of the the dark tapes where I enjoy the concept of it. That's fine. You yes. did a science experiment, and you did a thing, and oopsies. But, yeah. uh, guys, th- these monsters look terrible. I know that they only had $65,000, <laughs> but yeah. this looks like something you went to like one of those pop-up Halloween stores and yep. so spent I, the, for the deluxe package on. I sort of agree with you. Now, I th- I kind of had an interesting time with this one. Like they're kind of just wearing like the suit that you would buy the onesie from those Halloween yeah, stores. Yeah, it's like a ghillie obvi- suit with a latex mask. Yeah, and then it's kind of like the goosebumps mask from that show if you were a kid or the book, but it <laughs> came to life in the show. Several of those, Mark showing it to the screen right now. It's not helpful for you. But no, the thing not is, a video like, podcast. something about that latex mask is still inherently creepy, and they have several of them here. And that moving around in the darkness and the concept of these dimensions and the time dilation you're in, something about that stew still sort of worked for me. The other thing I also, as I enjoyed it as comedy, but I did enjoy it and have fun watching it, was when the guy walked too far out of the time dilation and it just cut him in half. Like that and then, makes yeah. and then, no and then the girl sense. later is like, okay, well, I'm just gonna leave, and then she just is fine. It makes no fucking sense <laughs> whatsoever. But I do like I'm stuck in a time dilation dimension because time is moving quickly. When I leave this physical space, it cuts me in half like a fucking portal from Portal. Um, it's very stupid, but I, I also, enjoyed it. It's <laughs> I did like the end too, where she comes out and then like the human world. So, so it's like. Uh, irrevocable now right but she's come outside and people are just completely on pause because of how quickly she's moving or whatever so like that idea of being stuck in your own world while like the rest of the earth is basically she's will be statues is kind of cool which is by the way one of the coolest aspects of whichever fast moving superhero you want to read a comic book about either quicksilver or the flash but they both i think have that same arc where they get stuck in super speed motion and they have to live uh-huh. their entire lives in like a fraction of a second and they miss out on everybody and all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah did, you, did you guys ever see the movie? That's a great little like horror tidbit thing that they it's do always good, yeah. nothing with here. <laughs> it's the very end of the movie. It's all the implication. It's, I kind it's, of like it. It's I don't the know. one thing they earn and they don't do anything with it. Mark, the movie had overstayed its welcome at that point. So this movie, okay, I gotta, I, I was gotta very this. done with this movie. At this this point. movie, I did. I just want to get my Clock Stoppers reference, and you guys never let me talk about the movie Clock Stoppers. Now go, Jake. Fine. Oh, Nick Cannon. Do you have anything else to say about Clock Stoppers? That was like barely a reference. You just had to name check it. What yeah, do you it's a say about great film. Okay, are you? That's done the one now? where Nick can isn't it? Nick Cannon. He has a, like a magic stopwatch. It's not Nick Cannon, but he does have a magic stopwatch. Uh, okay. It's a Let's white a kid for sure. Check. It's for sure a white kid. He's got a black friend, a but that's also Nick not Cannon Nick Cannon. Lately. A lot. That's He's all. having a moment. It's a great, great film. Yeah. Next week on the Patreon podcast. Say. I don't remember what I was going to say. It, it threw me all the way off. <laughs> the movie had overstayed its welcome by that point, though. I was very it, ready to be done with this Yeah, thing. It, it had. It was done, and I am very okay with 
not having to see something like that and just letting it leave you with a creepy thought. I remember what I was going to say. This movie <laughs> is <laughs> this movie is one of those where basically like the way you mash these things together it's not it doesn't lend itself well to like uncovering that line. <laughs> like it's too schizophrenic inherently for it to go down that road. Also, it had overstayed its welcome. Everything. I don't. I don't need it. I don't know. I don't need much more than what it gave me there at the end. Everything is made worse by it all having been mashed together. <laughs> the one thing that I will say, because I I agree that that's the thing that you earned, so it's a shame that they didn't go down that road. Is I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I feel like this to catch a demon segment was that was where that was the kernel that this whole movie was made from. Because then you have like the haunted totally house agree. thing with the twist, totally and then agree. the cam girl's kind of generic, and you just throw on some demonic part, and then Amanda's revenge is like what the fuck ever. I feel like this is the part that this all stemmed from. So therefore, to not carry out that end a little bit more, it hurts because you could have paced the rest of the movie properly around it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, the when they're while we're still in this segment a little bit, Mark, you've already blown the whistle. She said he says when he's explaining the time dilation. That's why when you push on something, it doesn't move, and when you slapped the wall, it didn't make a sound, and there's no footsteps when you walk, and then there's three minutes of them walking and making loud footsteps. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, so I guess the question would be, in normal time, do you just hear these random, like, high-pitched slapping noises or something? <laughs> yeah, too too fast to be perceptible. But clearly everything within their bubble is also moving at that time dilation, so that still does, whatever, fuck it. There is no internal It's so stupid. The, their camera it, still works. Everything. The electronics are working. Do we have any more nitpicks? Let's go to fucking ratings. I'm Jesus. so bad at this movie. <laughs> That escalated. My gosh. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I forgot Jake about went us. from six to midnight all of a sudden. Jack? <laughs> One of them. We over to see horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Drake would rate Josh's ability to forge doctor's notes. Please excuse Drake from doing his homework. He twisted his liver and is unable to read, write, or bait. Yours truly, the doctor. And for 10, think of how Chucky would rate how hard life is. Life is so hard, Tommy. Sometimes I think it's the hardest thing there is. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick, your story rating. Uh, schizophrenic and all over the place. It's hard to give <laughs> this... It's hard to do a story rating when it's a movie that's made up of different stories, but then with an anthology like this that kind of tries to tie into a frame narrative that's somewhat similar, it doesn't explain like how the dark tapes are collected or a whole... Uh, but there are interesting concepts there. Doesn't help enough for this particular category. I'm giving it a three. Yeah, Mark. I I I feel like I should have gone lower now. I actually went with a five. It's 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 always pretty difficult. I get that. It's always pretty difficult to to actually rate anthologies on story. The dark the dark tapes themselves are decent stories. I guess. I mean, Amanda's. <laughs> Am I I kind of like the story in Amanda's, and I actively like the story in hunters and a hundred and like we said earlier if you allow yourself to suspend your disbelief a little bit of all the science mumbo jumbo in dark tape number one whatever the fuck it was called the previous day or something 
To catch a demon. <laughs> to catch Previous sure, day tape one. 01 through blah <laughs> to catch a demon. Uh, I mean, the story is, it on a, on a concept level, I think it's admirable but executed poorly, which lands right at about a five for me. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I was wavering between a three and a four uh, because I do like what they did. Like I said, I like that they have these cool kind of unique concepts and they fucking go for them. I think that's laudable. But then when we talked for so long about how stupid some of the writing is and how they just like didn't try to close anything or they maybe they did try and did a terrible job. Makes no fucking sense. The frame narrative doesn't work into it. The three stories are the four stories are unconnected. Even if they're trying to be connected, it's got to be a three for me. Uh, which yeah. is going to take us into world-building and immersion. Jake, what's your world-building and immersion score? So I mentioned earlier that I thought one of the strong suits of this movie is that it's able, for the most part, to maintain some tension. I think that consistently that's one of the things that it does better, and it keeps me more involved. Uh, also, worth noting, anthology movie, inherently your mileage is going to vary. There's going to be segments you're more into, segments you're less into, so it kind of makes it hard to give it like a super high score they're never all gonna be bangers or a super low score there's bound for to be something that you like this is also one of the few times that i'm going to at least mention something that's conceptual which would typically fit into the story category in immersion but i found myself on second viewing thinking back to like what made me continue what made me remember this movie and want to go back to it and i think that it is like a, a, a good example of like a very micro small movie that's making choices and trying to do some things and and doing it earnestly. And that at least in this viewing had me more immersed in it. So I gave it a six and a half, but I could see how you could go in any direction. (laughs) Except for above that. Uh, Mark, what is your world building immersion? (laughs) Except for up. I went, I went below. uh, So I went, (laughs) I gave it a nine. I went, I went four and a half. Okay. This is another one that's really hard with anthologies, but if you take my, I mean, my traditional way of approaching these first two categories of story is concept, then immersion is, and world building is execution. This one really fails to execute a lot. There are some interesting things that it does, and for whatever reason, I do find anthologies sort of just to be pulled in the direction of, they never are lower than a three just because you can there's almost always at least one or two that you like and and you in your heart into. like you just know deep down you're never gonna have to stare at one thing for too long <laughs> but it's also like super fucking hard for them to get above like a six or a seven because inherently you're watching like a bunch of different movies so whatever this one's kind of on the left end of that most of the st- mo- there's a lot of execution error here um but i mean whatever i enjoyed i enjoyed the hunters and the hunted and the frame narrative is fucking stupid but i mean it is sort of <laughs> intriguing yeah i gave it a four um i tried not to penalize it for the frame narrative being so stupid but i was thinking about that in terms of world building and what segments actually did any amount of world building and the only one that did that was the hunters and the hunted everything else there's no world building whatsoever there's just like here's a thing that exists i guess the cam girls one tried to create this idea of a community that we're following these cam girls but did a terrible job of it so this movie has almost no world building i did find myself immersed in it at points only to be violently ripped out of that immersion it's a four for me um which is going to take us into scare factor jake gave it a four i'll cite what i said earlier about tension that did it for me and i think that there were like some genuinely edge of your seat moments particularly in the uh i'm forgetting the names of all these 
hunters and hunters and the hunted yeah yeah that one that one was by far the most tense and edgy and then i think that there are good parts and concepts that are eerie and come through in the frame narrative the other two are pretty much a a no-go for me in terms of impact in this category but there's just (laughs) enough there's just enough there to have it be from uh far enough from bottom of barrel sure mark yeah, I went with I I went high on this one just because I think I don't know it, your mileage is going to vary a lot, especially like I I'm a broken record at this point, but especially with anthology movies, like one of these is probably going to scratch an itch, but who knows? You might get fully taken out of it, you might not. I gave it a six. Here's the thing: I the monsters look incredibly cheesy, and I am going to penalize it in the next category. But like, if you want to go on the ride that it wants to take you on of these things that are just like standing next to you, but you can't perceive them. That shit is scary. If you want to talk about the the ghost sequence in the first movie, first dark tape of actually searching for Karen and Jeff, the two like film crew people that are missing, that part is really scary. And the actual like story twist of that one is fucked up. Cam girls, psycho assisted suicide, pretty scary. And then the last one, I whatever. The last one's kind of dumb. But uh, in any case, <laughs> there's a lot of different shots on goal here, and I think. Some of them. If you were to show this to like an average twelve-year-old, one of these is gonna fuck them up for life. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I gave it a four. I don't have too much to add here. It's not particularly scary, but there are some scary scenes. Uh, I do want to give them credit for the jump scare in the to hunt to catch a demon segment. That one was, I think, very well done. And I because it was maybe that's why it was broken up because it like worked pretty well that nothing had happened in the first part. So then when it jumps out. Worked on me very well. Um, either way, that's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake? Yeah. I mean, with the $65,000 budget, it's going to be an exercise in how well you can, how discriminate you are with like what you're choosing to show and what you're implying. For the most part, they do an okay job here. Now, your ceiling is low because, again, $65,000, that's going to be prohibitive from either a visual or a sound effects standpoint to a certain degree. Um, I agree with what Mark says about like the cheesiness, but you know what? Like, whatever, man, shoot your shot. I I don't know. It doesn't look great, but What'd I think you- that it at least they at least they went for it, and it wasn't as bad as it could have been in that regard. But you can't <laughs> give this a high, you can't give this a high effects rating by really any measurable. I can't think of a single thing in here that would be like this is well above average. So. It's, what what'd you give it? It's yeah, a, it's have a, you said it yet? I no, it's a four. It's okay. a four. Okay, it's Jesus, four. Mark. I, I wanted to find an example, and I couldn't. <laughs> an example of what? A four? Of a no, four? no, 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 like... no. No, no, something something that it did that was, like, measurably oh, good. the neck. The, the the guy who slits his neck looks oh, really yeah, fucking good. Oh, yeah, thank you. That did not look bad. There yeah. was definitely care given there. I can't come to think of it. I can't believe we haven't talked about digital artifacting yet, Jack. It looked. Oh, it's gonna come up. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. gonna come up. <laughs> Does this have better or worse digital artifacting than Grave Encounters? It has better individual. Worse, by the way. No, it Definitely has better worse. individual digital Wrong. artifacting. It's less. It's not the same pattern, and it looks less fake. It's not just white squares, but there's so much more of it. It's it's tough. It's always there. I give this movie a three and a half for effects. The effects look pretty bad, but it is. Getting a slight upward correction for the fact that I do understand that, I mean, this was probably shot over the course of multiple years. It's a labor of love. They had a pretty small budget, whatever, but it still doesn't look good. Three and a half. Yeah. 
Yeah, I give it a four. Um, I again, I, I think that the the neck scene does is looks really good. That's objectively good. Um, there are a couple other things that look okay, but then there's a lot of stuff that not much care was given to, and I was really upset that they didn't do a practical effect on that fucking card trick that would have been so easy to do. Um, so that's that's upsetting to me. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I guess I'm also dinging it for not having any sound effects during a fucking party, which was irritating to me. Um, but I'm giving it a four. It's, uh, they do some stuff good. It's overall not average. Uh, Let's, let's all, all party all and have a good time drinking <laughs> brews with our buds. <laughs> nice jingle. Yeah. Let's you. go to overall, Jake. <laughs> Gave it a four and a half. This is a movie, we've said it five or six times now, that has good ideas where it fails is mostly in the execution, and that's okay, but it's not going to- Is it, though? Is it okay to fail okay. on the execution? I Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. I don't think it's egregious in how it fails. Like, no, I, think I don't think so It's either. still interesting enough, but there are obvious things that it just didn't follow through on or couldn't quite execute. Whether <laughs> How much that's affected by the budget, we're never going to know, dude. Are, are there any examples from like the sports world of like a last-second buzzer beater being thrown up from half court and the guy misses the backboard in its entirety and like hits a guy in the audience and gives him a concussion and the announcers are like, well, you know what? He took a shot. He took his shot and he failed miserably, and that's he commendable. He took his shot. <laughs> I mean, if it's a last-second buzzer beater, like at least he knew and he had the presence of mind to get it up before the clock ran out. So sure, okay. I'm sure there are examples of that. Okay, I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> I gave it a three. I went a little <laughs> okay. bit lower. The, in the in the grand scheme of things, if the overall category is our X factor of how things resonated with us. And beyond that, more, I mean, we have the thumbs up, thumbs down segment too, but like whether or not we're willing to recommend this. This is starting on hard mode because anthology movies are very hard to get in, like overall to to get high scores here. And this one doesn't resonate with me. Fails on multiple levels. And I do appreciate concepts, but yeah, like you said, the execution of it kind of has to be there. Uh, I think I'm fundamentally disagreeing with that part of your analysis. So yeah, it's there. This one doesn't execute in a way that it needs to, in any way that it needs to. So therefore, yeah, I don't know. That's where it's the intangible, like you said, the X factor. Because for some reason, it was still in my brain a couple years later, and I wanted to go back. And I think that like that has that can't just be the concepts, or I would might as well just like read a book, right? right? But like, <laughs> you might as well just read a book. God forbid. I, to that point, though, I watched this at almost. I would have said, I mean, at this point, relatively the same time as you and. I completely. And you don't remember it at all. I mean, yeah, I remembered I, it enough that most of the spoilers were like I remembered what the twist was by the time I was halfway in. But sure, sure. I gave that, it a three yeah. as well. Um, I'm just thinking about how angry this movie made me and how dumb it is in a lot of the segments. Also, I don't know exactly what I'll think about this movie two years from now, but I'm pretty confident I will not want to watch it again. Jack, I'm pretty <laughs> confident that you might be tempted to watch it because you won't remember having watched it. That's almost certainly true. Yeah, there's no goddamn way you're remembering this movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's been five hours since I watched it, and I'm having trouble. Uh, So now that we've all given it a glowing review, is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? This is an easy thumbs down for this guy. Uh, Yeah, it's a thumbs down for me, too. I mean, like like I kind of just alluded to, it's already going to be difficult to recommend any anthology movies, and there's enough pretty decent ones that I would recommend over this one that this is a pretty clear thumbs down for me. Yeah. Jake? Yeah, I think I think the hurdle's a little too high to make this one something that you would recommend to enough people. And it, it within the split that you have even within an anthology where there's just like your storybook style that are very 
those are the easier ones to get into, and then the ones that are interlaced, like, stories that are all very connected. That's a shorter bench, and I think it's for good reason, because really hard the Markism, do. it's hard yeah. mode. Like, that's that's not an easy thing to try to do. I like that it did try it, and I do <laughs> think that it's a good example of someone with a very low budget trying to do something interesting, but you'd have to have, like, such a specific thing that you were looking for for this to come to mind for me so i'm i'm glad i went back and looked at it but i there's still some area of mystery as to why this hung out in my brain for as long as it did um i think having watched so many more movies now it's it's not going to do that to me a second time that's for sure so it's a thumbs down but i am happy i watched it twice there you go all right is it uh, about time to get the fuck out of here yes sir. sure let's do it yeah, let's go, but I don't know I don't know what we're watching next week. Oh, Jack. right, yeah, so time. we've decided not to watch Martyrs just because we know some of our listeners do like to watch along, and it's like $10 to buy the film. You know, We don't necessarily want to do that right at this point. We'll wait for that to come around to cheaper rental in the future. Boys, I've got another movie locked and loaded if you'll let me redraft here. Just, just a single pick. Is it High Tension? It's not high tension. I'll tell <laughs> you what, though. I tried, to, Martyrs, I tried to grab the theme of Martyrs and really stick with that. And just another pick another Lars movie, movie in the exact same genre. So I picked a movie. Mark, you'll be happy about this from 1996. Okay. Picked a little movie so called far. The Craft that I'd like to watch. <laughs> I think it's like right along the Yay. same lines as Martyrs. <laughs> this is a movie that looms large in my head. I saw this movie when I was seven years old. It gave me a lot of feelings, and I am very excited. I have not watched <laughs> it I since. And I still have a fetish for witches. I don't know and why. I have not watched it since. I do. Do you remember the Scooby-Doo movie where they meet the witches? Oh man, well, sexy, sexy as hell. Those witches. Kind of asshole wouldn't remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we're watching roof. the fucking craft next. We're week. gonna watch it. Great. Okay, I'm gonna hell get yeah, us out dude. of here then. This has been episode 192 of the A to Z Horror Cast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Reddit sometimes. All those links are gonna be down there in the description below. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us right now and you like what we got going on, now is probably a better time than ever to consider becoming a Patreon member. I feel like I've said that it's going to be the next three-ish months that we're donating to Feeding America, all proceeds that is, but shit, time has moved. It's been three months already. (laughs) It's probably going to be at least three more because that's where the money needs to go right now. Just you'll be able to feel good knowing that you're money is going somewhere that needs it and you'll get all those great benefits so come hang out like our independence always, day cast oh yeah as always the music has been coming at you from super bear there are links down there in the description below as well and next week we're going to review the craft from jack's little redraft and then we'll do our our wow. full redraft because that's the last one that'll be the end of the crop so until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some horror movies have a great week everybody. I didn't I just want to get my clock stoppers reference and you guys never let me talk about the movie clock stoppers now go Jake fine